Thanks for listening to the audio of 717 Church. This is a place where we continually strive to worship Jesus as the King with our lives, wreck our personal kingdoms to build His kingdom, and live out God's Word in the way that we interact with others. For more information, please visit 717.church. Morning, church. Morning. Um, I'm Mark Risser. This is my wife, Megan. Um, Charlotte, we call her Lottie. And then Nolan's tearing it up in the back somewhere. Or the bathroom. Or the bathroom. We're not sure where he's at right now. Uh, we're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 1, um, verses 3 through 12. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last name. In this you rejoice through now for a little while. If necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it, tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls." Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have been now announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look. I feel like anytime I try to read something out loud to someone, even like uh, we're working at Green Eggs and Ham in our house, and so anytime I read, I just can't even get basic sentences in line, and Peyton tells me I'm reading the wrong words. And so uh, thanks for being here. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. We're super excited. Uh, God has blessed us to be this, and we're starting, and so we're real and honest, and we're doing our best to step forward into what God calls us, and so uh, if you don't get communication from us, especially during the week, it's usually about one email a week. Let me know or Shauna know so that we can make sure your name is getting on the email list or it's not ending up in spam. This week, we communicated a couple things that we're just praying for. And uh, just a real quick, and Pastor Rick is going to uh, pray for it at the end, but just you, so we can always be transparent about what we're looking for, what we're praying through. Uh, Listrec has been a blessing, always will be. We are so thankful for them. Uh, but we're also looking for a spot that we can kind of put some roots down, at least semi-temporary or, or maybe even long-term. But we're looking for that spot. So, uh, you know, if you see something, let us know. Uh, but most importantly, we're praying for, God, what does that look like? And then two, Andrew has been a huge blessing. Uh, can we just give it up for him? It's a. Our heart is uh, not necessarily being able to play an instrument, but to be able to lead us in worship. 
And so we're looking uh, just for a connection. We've been blessed with so many people who are kind of jumping in and helping. And that's what it takes, especially when you're launching something. Uh, but we also want to recognize, uh, as Andrew and his family's looking for their permanent church and all that kind of stuff, we want to say, okay, God, what do you want to do? And so that's where we're at. Uh, just things to be praying for. And uh, we always want us to recognize, and we're going to talk about this today, is a lot of times for us individually, asking for prayer is a huge step of faith. Uh, and we're going to talk about that as kind of a very basic step for all of us to take. And if I'm honest, uh, sometimes there's a difficult for me to go, hey, can you pray for me? But it's such a basic thing that we can do together. So if we want to get into our Bibles, it's First Peter chapter 1. Uh, we're going to do 3 through 12 today. And uh, our hope here is going, if you can bring your Bible, we're going to talk about stuff to underline, stuff to circle, those kind of things, and maybe something to write with, uh, something to take a note on. It's just that opportunity to try to interact with God's Word, because as much as I'm standing up here, this is not about me. Instead, it's about us learning about Jesus and taking a step of faith. And so I just want to be a part of us kind of learning together and then walking towards Jesus. And so that's what this is about. So you interacting with your Bible and your word is where we want to continue to step. Okay? Make sense? All right. That was the announcement portion of everything. Everybody ready? Okay. All right. So first thing, uh, one of the things, maybe you've never experienced this, but have you ever gotten to a point where you're going, why am I still doing this? whether it be a relationship that we were in at one time or a habit that we do or something that you just know, like, why am I still doing this? And if I kind of take a look back and go, okay, I've done this and I keep doing this and I've done this for 20 years. And then you go, well, this is just the way we've done it. Or this is just what I do. And you go, man, that actually is not even remotely helping or having me grow or take a step. I'm just doing something. And a lot of times for many of us, what we do is we, we do things to fulfill us or to pour into ourselves when we go, that actually isn't filling us. Ever had one of those moments? Yeah, I have a lot of those. And I can walk through life and going, man, there's so many times I was either after some kind of affirmation or I was after this. And I did that just to fulfill or try to cover over or just fill up a little bit so that I felt like I was normal. Well, I'm not normal. So there you go. So we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses uh, 3 through 12. And if you were here with us on Easter morning, I finally found the communion cups. So you're welcome. If you weren't there, just know that Jeremiah is imperfect and full of brokenness and forgot something for Easter. So there you go. Uh, but when I think about steps of faith and what it looks like and kind of uh, understanding what God's done, I want to tell a little bit about my story. And so my mom, uh, I have three brothers. Uh, they are a huge blessing. They're a little bit older than me. And so they were kind of like my dad's. My mom got saved uh, right before I was born. And my mom didn't have a whole lot, but what was really interesting is she used exactly what she had for God's glory. And it was uncomfortable for me even because all she had was our house. There was not a single dollar to our name. It was, everything was tight. But what she did is said, okay, God, what do you want to do? And so she used her spare time. I remember being dragged, and, and I used dragged nicely. I, we, I was at the Billy Graham Crusades, like sitting down while my mom was on the phone, being somebody to call 
and talk to. And for most of our life, our family had other families living with us in our house. And I even had at one point as a six-year-old boy, I think, maybe eight, a 17-year-old boy living with him that I didn't know in my room. Okay, is it the best decision? I'm still not sure, but what it did was it taught me to use, what it taught me is, okay, I have to understand what God has given me. I need to not wait for something else. I need to turn that over and let him use it for his glory. Does that make sense? And so that filter of faith in Jesus has been and probably always will be, if we're honest, painfully to learn. It's not easy. Faith in Jesus is not easy, okay? And especially when it goes, actually, my comfort is usually gonna get sacrificed in that, and it's gonna go, ugh. But it's because it goes against culture, right? It goes against what I want, and I have to decide, is he really living hope? And that's why we went through uh, for the verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. I am believing that his mercy, what he has done, what he has given was enough to actually allow him to have my entire life. And then with that, it talks about what is long-term. Okay, so stick with me for a second. Sin and death. Yay, we're handed down from Adam and every single one of us have to deal with it, right? Now, if we're honest, we build our kingdoms in it sometimes. We cause ourselves to get spiritually fat and lazy because man, it's so much easier than allowing him to be king. We find new ways to make sin more exciting, right? We cover it up a little bit. We call it a different name. We minimize it or whatever else we want to do. But we go, man, that verse, it has to be interacted with, right? That's what we talked about on Easter. First Peter 1.3, if the living hope is true and there's mercy that we don't understand, it has to be interacted with as Christians. Now, some of us, maybe you're like me, Gave my life to Jesus a long time ago. First grade Sunday school closet. Again, a weird place to make a decision, but it's what happened, right? And yet we do a lot of the same behaviors. We are just better at renaming it. If you've been in faith for a long time, you've been doing this Jesus thing for a long time, we just find different names for it. You see, it's not gossip anymore. It's processing, you know that one? I'm not, I'm not gossiping. I just need to process what happened in front of me and these two people that I don't like. It's not gossip, right? It's not hatred, it's righteous anger or those people are just wrong and I just need to tell somebody about it. Sometimes we call it a legacy. We're building something for the long term. You see, when we look to build our kingdoms, that's what we want of our values. When we look to build our kingdoms, we're looking to do our very best to pass something on, right? Sometimes for there's rallying cries of what we as a culture want to pass on. Everybody's like, just be kind. It's not a bad thing. Just be kind. Some of us are trying to pass on generational wealth. 
We want to make sure we have something for the next generation. Some of it's a better planet. Some are heirlooms. We're like, man, this thing is so important. It's 400 years old and I need to make sure every generation after me has it and they love it. The hard thing is none of those things are bad unless we put our faith in them. We put our value in them, right? And verse four is really important because if we talk about mercy and we talk about how that pulls us into a living hope, then there is an inheritance that's that's guaranteed for us. It's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Which of those things that we usually try to build can answer those three things? Nothing, right? We try to build a legacy of kindness or wealth or plan, a better planet. We want to pass something on. But none of those things are imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. And so the question begs, what am I putting my time into? What is the most important thing? Why am I doing this? Let's go back to the original thing. Do you remember catching yourself going, why am I still doing this? It's probably the Holy Spirit going, hey, it's time to let this go. Hey, it's time to give this up. Hey, it's time to give it to me. And so this is why it gets really fun when we go verses six to nine and it just goes, hey, listen, Though for a little while, oh, I'm sorry, in this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of our faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. All right, so here's the thing. Our living hope is connected to trials. Yay. Okay, let's pause. If you've got something to write with or something that just spend a second thinking, what are you currently going through right now? What are the things that you're currently working through? Just take a second and think about it. Write it down. Because each of us can sit here and tell stories of some pretty brutal things that we've been through. I know most of you. And you are amazing people. And I also know that we, you and me, could say, man, this was awful. Whether it be death, whether it be broken relationship, whether it be some form of heartache that we couldn't control, Maybe for the first time, we've had things where we just go, I can't control this anymore. Someone broke, whatever it might be. There are so many situations that are absolutely brutal. And yet God is saying, I know, and I'm with you. And so let me first be clear or clear something up, okay? And this is very important. And I wanna make sure you hear it. A trial a health issue, or a brutal moment is not always, okay, because of a lack of faith, okay? But there is all of those things that God knows, he sees, and that he can redeem, okay? 
our need to grow in our faith will be grown by these situations, but it's not a cause and effect because we didn't have faith. Okay? Instead, if we look at it differently, each thing that we go through is a moment that we have to choose Jesus in. I have to choose him, right? I didn't just choose him once a long time ago. I have to choose him with my entire life. Okay? So here, maybe you've heard this cycle before. Too often, maybe as believers, we walk this cycle. Okay? This is the cycle. We go through something. We choose Jesus. It's going, okay, God, I think I got it. And then we lay down and hide to avoid the next one. Yeah? Or we don't do anything after the fact, okay? We go through the trial. We say, okay, I, I still like Jesus. I think we're okay. We're on good terms. He kept me relatively afloat. And then we lay down and hide so we don't ever have to deal with something like that again. Okay? Verse three calls us to living hope. The fire of the testing should produce a cycle that ends with Jesus getting the glory and redeeming what you went through by encouraging others who have gone through the same. Yay. Okay, let's let me say that again. The fire of the testing should produce a cycle that ends with Jesus getting the glory and redeeming what you went through by encouraging others who have gone through the same. Now, here's the trick. Who likes talking about their stuff? Uh-uh. I think for most of us, even trying to tell, let's, let's just pretend I'm your pastor, even telling me something's going on who has the title is difficult, right? But how much work it is and how much it takes for Jesus to go, I already know what's going on. Why don't you trust me? Because them right there, two seats over, they're going through the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun that God doesn't know and God can't use for his glory. And yet each one of us act like our sin, our pain, or the most brutal moments are new. You know what that is? And I got a lot of it. It's pride. Our family, right? This is kind of what it looks like. We were hurting, but we'll go, our family's the first to go through this. So we'll suffer in silence. We'll take this one for humankind. We've got this. And I'll let you know what to do, maybe. I won't ask for prayer, but you can thank me, fellow humans, for being the first person to go through this. Now, it's not what we really do, but we act like that. And so this is what's crazy is going, God knows. We're all working through the same thing. The brokenness of man trying to see the Savior and how he's moving and how he came for us and allowing him to use that. So verse six, that you've been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. 
Verse 8, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, faith, salvation of your souls. The crazy thing about the story of my mom is going, she could have done anything with me. But she did not allow me to be sheltered. Instead, she stepped into faith. I could have been a negative. I could have been something that holds her back. Instead, she goes, see this? This? I have to show him faith. And the true is up. True, the same is true for us. I have to show them faith. And it's an active faith, a living faith hope. And so I want to finish with verses 10 to 12. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was meant to be, or was to be yours, searched, or yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when we predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit and sent from heaven. Okay. Large portion of scripture. Okay, there's a lot to it. But one of the things I want to focus is on is the fact that Jesus, there is a infinite, right? There's a large number of prophecy from thousands of years before his birth that told of him, right? Now, what somehow happened is that instead of looking for the Savior who was the Savior man, many people were looking for one who was going to be a conquering king. And what can easily happen in my life, and maybe in yours, is going, I am looking for Jesus to be what I need him to be, not what he is. Right? I can easily look for Jesus to be someone who makes it better, I can be the one that says, you know what? You can fix this and let me know when you're done because then I'll show up. I've said it. Or God, this pain, I can't believe this is happening. God, why? It's not bad to question, to work through it. It's not that thing. But instead, I am making him a genie under my command instead of bending my knee. In my life, I regularly look for Jesus to be what I want him to be. No submission from me, no repentance from me. Just do what I want and fix what I tell you to. And so we're going to close with this. is going, I have to constantly place my hope in him. I also have to ask the Holy Spirit to show me what I'm putting my faith in that isn't Jesus. You see, sometimes I try to be a moral person instead of somebody that loves Jesus. Or maybe I'm trying to escape as much pain as possible, right? I mean, there's wisdom in that, right? I'm not looking to take a punch, but at the same time, I might be avoiding circumstances, people, things that God might be asking me to step into just to avoid it. Or maybe I'm trying to live by principles or good. The Bible's full of incredible principles. And if you live by them, you could probably have a pretty good life. But you can also live by the principles of the Bible, but never bend your knee to who Jesus is. There is incredible 
life-changing hope because of what Jesus has done. And so I want to, again, we're going to try to, this is always I want to finish is going, I'm going to give us, walk through a couple questions, the process. You can write them down. You can take a picture. I don't care what you do. And so, Brandon, is it possible to pop those up? All the way at the end. You're the man. All right. Because this is not about me. This is going, your guys, you interacting with the word and going, hey, God, what do you want to do? Because if we don't give space for him to work, here's where we go. Number one. Holy Spirit, remove all obstacles and tell me what they are. Holy Spirit, remove all obstacles and tell me what they are. Too often, I'm trying to remove the obstacle with a small hammer instead of allowing God to do what they are. Or tell me, Jared, this is the problem. This is what you're doing. This is what you're not giving to me. Okay, number two, what does a step of faith look like? Okay, we'll use the example that we used a lot. Asking someone for prayer might be a huge first step. Okay, this week I sat in Ziggs. I'm there all the time. Come hang out with me. I was in Ziggs meeting with a friend that I barely knew from another church, great dude and loves his church, and, and said, you know what, Jared, for the first time in my life, I've asked somebody for prayer. Close to 40 years old. And it was that healthy reminder for so many of us, we just cover. And so asking for prayer, it feels like an omission that you can't do it. Well, guess what? I can't do it. So what does the step of faith look like? For many of us, we might be going, hey, God, this is the situation that is going on. I need you to show me how you're going to redeem it. And what that usually looks like is I'm going to give it to you. Okay, number three, what are you going through now that you need to look at as prepping for his glory? I think I missed a word. Need to look at as him prepping for his glory. I, again, I know a good chunk of your stories. I, I know some of it. And going, how many things do we need to go, God, I need to let you lead. I need you to help me see how to change my thoughts, my heart, my thing, because I'm trying to avoid pain instead of letting you teach me what I need so that I can be there when you're ready to put me in. Does that make sense? So I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Rick uh, and John up here and Laura, I think, uh, and just going, we're going to close in prayer. We're going to pray through kind of just the stuff I laid out in the email. Uh, but we want you to hear is going, God's word is the one going, you need to interact with. And so we're going to continue to work at that in uh, next, or I'm sorry, uh, first week of May, first and third. Oh, yeah. I'll come back to that then. So, uh, at the, no, you can come up here. You're good. Come on. I just realized Rick asked me to do something. Uh, so first week of May, we'll be in the next, uh, the, we'll finish the chapter if you want to start reading. But this opportunity to go, okay, God, this is yours. And we want you to change, redeem, and move in. Okay? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jer. So before we just wrap up in closing thoughts and prayer, um, Laura just has 
uh, kind of aligning with all morning our worship singing that we did, and then the word that we just heard, just a word of hope and encouragement as we leave here today. Good morning. Can you hear me? Um, the last few weeks, I've been walking with several people through situations that truly seemed hopeless. I couldn't, I struggled for the first time in my life to find hope in the situation. I didn't have the words. I didn't have the, um, the, the strength and I couldn't encourage them in it. Um, in prayer and intercession, God reminded me that hopefulness cannot exist in him. The whisper in my heart that kept repeating day after day, week after week was, there is hope. And I, I needed to throw myself into intercession and prayer and know that there truly is no hopelessness in Christ. I wanted to share those three words with you, not just verbally, but I'm actually handing them to you. Use them. There is hope in any situation. If you're going through something that seems hopeless, if you're walking through other people, with hopeless situations, I just want you to keep those words and just say there, there is hope. Um, the scripture that I just wanted to leave with you is, I pray let the eyes of your heart will have enough light to see what the, is in the hope of God's call, what is in the richness of God's glorious inheritance among believers, and what is the overwhelming greatness of God and his power that is working among us Believers, the power is conferred by the energy of God's powerful strength. Ephesians 1, 18, 19. There is hope. Amen. Thank you for that. There is hope. And here's the really cool thing. Um, that living hope that we just heard about, we heard about last week at Easter sunrise, and he shared it again this morning. The living hope is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But because we choose Jesus, he's living in and through us. So as we leave here today, just know we are hope carriers. And we're named 717 Church um, because we are church where we are at, right? So not just for an hour um, at List Track on Millport Road on a Sunday morning, first and third Sundays. No, we're church where we're at. And so as you leave here today, be the hope carrier that we're called to be as Christ followers. Amen. And so, um, and I just want to challenge you too. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for the prayer needs. We need a facility. You heard that at the beginning. You read that earlier this week. Um, and so if you know of something, uh, just even like a crazy idea, like you should check this out, please let us know as leadership because we'll check it out. Um, we are looking for um, what God has for us to put some roots down. Um, so that our kids can have place to have kids church, um, so that we can have a place to commune and, and just continue to be the church God's called us to be. Um, and then also, if you play a keyboard or guitar, let us know. Um, more than a radio, let us know, all right? But we want somebody just, again, to continue to lead us into worship. We want to pray for those things. But we also want to end just with, um, if you need prayer, like we just we just heard it. If you need prayer, would you just please come see us? So I'm going to do something a couple a little bit different. I'm going to ask like the Go team, which is kind of our core leadership team, our launch team. Would you guys just come up here? And it may be nobody, but that's okay. But I want to challenge you to do this. Like sometimes spiritual breakthrough happens with a physical step, right? 
And so if you need prayer, ask somebody and we'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. Okay. And we'll know what that is. And so I'm going to close in prayer. There'll be some light worship music playing. We want you to commune and fellowship because that's what we do here at the end. But if you need prayer, just take that step because that could be your first step of spiritual breakthrough. God, thank you for our time this morning. Thank you for you being our living hope. And God, because we choose you as our Savior, we get to carry that hope to the people all around us, the people we go to school with, the people that we work with, the people that are in our neighborhood, the people that we shop at and grocery stores and the people that we do banking at. We're carriers of hope everywhere we go. And so may we do that well this week, God. And we're so thankful for this church and what you are doing in the few short months that we've been a church. God, you are doing some amazing things. And so continue to help us be the church where we're at and where we live. And God, we, Lord, you know our needs. We're asking, but you already know. Um, But we would love to have a place that we could put roots down. And so collectively today as a church, we're just praying for that need, God, that we would have a place um, that you would provide, um, that we could do church, um, that we could be church, that more people could come and get to know who you are, Jesus. God, continue to um, grow and establish our worship, our singing. We're so thankful for the, for the people that you have brought our way. And so, God, as you continue to know those needs, you will fill those gaps, and we're so thankful for who you are. You are good, all the time. You are kind. You are great. As the kids started out this morning, God, you are so many things, and we're so thankful for that. We claim that in worship today as we start and as we finish. We want to give you all the glory, all the praise, because it's all about you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. We hope you have a great week. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of this community. We hope that today's message helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus and live out what His Word is calling you to. Hit the subscribe button below to follow us, share with a friend, or leave a review. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do so at 717.church.